Welcome to Teal of Interiors, a holistic approach to interior design. I'm Alicia. And welcome back to another episode of Tea Over Interiors, the podcast where we blend our love for tea and interior design all in one cup. Well, not really a cup, but one podcast. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's okay. <laughs> I'm still working out what we do, y'all. Still working. <laughs> We're almost up to 100 episodes and I still have no clue. So, welcome. That is so not true. You do have a clue. Okay, what? Stop. If you're new here, thanks for joining us. Please don't leave. I'm not really crazy. I promise. (laughs) You know I needs to know, girl. What you sipping on? I have strawberry banana tea. It really does taste like strawberries and bananas. It's like you're sipping or biting into... Both of them at the same time. It is like chock full of flavor, bursting with flavor of natural fruit. So mm-hmm. good. It's a oolong base. Mm-hmm. And it's, I wouldn't call it mild. It's really, really yummy. Okay. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. So I'm having something that it might sound strange because I don't drink coffee. However, it's called coffee break tea. And no, it's not coffee. It's all organic, dandelion root, roasted carob, organic date, organic calendula, organic monk fruit, natural chocolate cream flavoring, and organic coffee flavoring. So it has coffee flavoring in it. But anyway, it is a chicory root with black coffee-like taste with hints of chocolate. I don't drink coffee at all, actually. I don't like the taste. However, this is interesting to me because... You know, I drink it with my creamer while my husband's drinking his coffee. <laughs> and it's supposed to be blended with gut-loving ingredients like chicory and dandelion root. So that's why it makes it a better-than-coffee herbal infusion, which brings all the roasted richness of java without the jitters, because that's why I don't drink coffee. Well, you know what? It's time for the... <laughs> I love it. You know what, Alicia? This year, we are celebrating hip-hop's 50th birthday. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Let me set the scene. It was August 11th, 1973. DJ Cool Herc threw a party in the Bronx in a park, and he did something with them turntables and blending the music that people had never heard before. And that was when hip-hop was officially born. And let me tell you, I wasn't around for the party, but I'm here for the long haul. I must say, I love hip-hop and seeing all the different iterations. You know, I grew up around the corner for Run DMC and LL Cool J. All these people that are now world famous in the hip-hop community. And it is just, it's just been a beautiful ride just to see how it morphed and how people from all over the world tried to take it and make it their own. It is a genre of my beloved New York, my native New York. I love it here. <laughs> well, I'm not from the Bronx. I am from Queens, but you know, Bronx and the Queens, 
you know, we've had beef over who created what, but you know what? It's beautiful. It doesn't matter. It came from our city. And I think that's all that matters. So happy birthday, 50 years of hip hop. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to today's topic. Okay, we didn't tell you in the beginning what our topic was, and I'm sorry. But (laughs) today, Alicia and I will be diving into the world of backsplashes. But more specifically, the ones that we are going to advise you against. The reason why is because maintenance is a really big thing for me, Alicia. And everybody. That yeah. when I ever dealt with anyone choosing backsplashes, that's always the conversation. How yeah. how easy or how difficult is this to maintain or keep clean? Yes, exactly. But sometimes people are not working with a designer or they're not working with a bathroom or kitchen professional. And so sometimes they might be going on their own and they might be in the store and they see something so beautiful. Like what's one thing they might see, Alicia, that's beautiful. And they're like, okay, I could just use this. Some kind of a mirrored or a reflective surface. Mm -hmm. They think it's beautiful, but Mm -hmm. they're not realizing how hard it is to maintain or keep clean. Mm. Okay, so let's clarify for our audience what a backsplash is, just in case. So for our listeners, uh, you might not be familiar with the term, or you probably are, more than likely you are, because you listening to this show. But just to make sure we cover all our bases, a backsplash, it's a protective covering. It's your kit of tiles that is installed on the wall behind a sink or stove in the kitchen or your bathroom. Now, your bathroom is not going to be located behind a stove because I know I said stove or sink. So it's going to be located behind your Your sink. Located behind your sink. Okay. Not only does it add a beautiful decorative element, but it also protects the wall from splashes and stains. Right, right. Hence the term backsplash, right? Because that's what's going to happen if you... Or cooking and you're on a stove and something splashes and it should be able to handle those stains. Mm-hmm. And so getting back to what you mentioned, Alicia, yes, mirrored backsplashes, they might seem like a glamorous choice, but they could become a nightmare to maintain. And the reason being is because fingerprints, water spots, water spots is like my number one pet peeve because it's my number one pet peeve on my car windows. If you have this issue, email me so we can rant about it and talk about how to solve it. Um, Water spots and smudges, they can easily ruin the reflective surface, making it a high maintenance option. Yeah, I do have clients who opted for the mirrored surfaces, but they don't really cook a lot. So it's really just decorative. It really just makes them feel good when they go in their kitchen. So we are definitely talking about the average, you know, homeowner, user, someone who's going to be in the kitchen. So these really are directed at that audience. Oh, this is true. Okay, so if you're great at takeout, then you can use whatever you want. (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's right. To fry some fish, then yeah, you get it. You're going to need something. You sure are. I made smothered pork chops the other day and I was just, girl, I was so over it. I had to scrub it. it, They were so worth it. I must have spent an hour cleaning up the stove in the kitchen after the fat. Usually what I'll do in the case of any kind of a frying is do something very, very 
deep, a pot that is super deep. So I can try to avoid some of that, you know, overspray or oversplash or whatever, the popping and the sizzling. But it was just so much to clean. I was like, oh my God, it's a good thing I only do this like once every six months or eight months because it, it, it was a lot. My mom keeps her backsplash clean if she's going to fry something or, you know, make something on the stove that might cause like grease to pop or whatever. She mm-hmm. used like this pot cover. It's like mm-hmm. a cover with like a little bit of a net or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it allows you to still get the crispiness and fry but not splash all over the place. So that's yeah. an option. Yep, so. yep. I've seen those. I've used them too. So what's another one we should steer clear of, Alicia? Okay. So another backsplash that you should avoid or steer clear of is the wallpaper mm. backsplash. And I know that there are some out there that are really nice and they actually look like tiles. I've seen them. I do know that they are nice. But if it's going to be a moist environment, very steamy, my concern is that eventually it may start to separate or lift at the seam. So yeah. that is something that one needs to be very mindful of because it can cause that peeling or lifting and ultimately damage it over time. And you're going to have to replace it. Yeah, especially the heat of a bathroom. If you don't get the right type of paper, right, there are many different types of wallpaper and it has to be applied professionally, I would say. You know, cause I'm sure people have seen, you know, wallpaper and when they visit hotels and things like that in the bathrooms. And it's like, oh, it'd be great for my house. But, you know, make sure you buy high quality paper and materials. I can't right. stand when I see wallpaper lifting. Right. I'm watching something. There was a show. It was about it wasn't about design, but it was something kind of close to it. And in the background of the person talking right behind them, I could see that the wallpaper was separated in the scene. And I was like, yeah. did they see that when they were filming this person? But yeah. I, I'm a designer. I have an eye for detail. I'm always seeing stuff that I'm not supposed to be looking at. Like I'm supposed to be looking at the person talking and doing the demonstration. But instead, I'm staring at the background. <laughs> so that's a great point, Alicia. So, you know, also using glass tile with intricate patterns could also pose an issue. They look stunning initially, but the intricate patterns can quickly become overwhelming and visually distracting, causing visual clutter. Mm -hmm. So for me, I would say it's best to opt for simpler designs that won't overpower your space and won't, you know, cause like visual clutter over time. Depending on what other things you have on top of your countertops and things like that. It can become an issue. And that'll lead us into our next topic for next week about minimalism. So, yeah. Go ahead, Alicia. So I love to talk about this one because although it's not the most desirable because of the maintenance factor, I have it in my own house and I love it. So it depends on how fastidious you are about maintenance and cleanup. I'm a stickler, so I'm going to do a lot to maintain this because it's absolutely beautiful. And that's your natural stone backsplash. Mm. Now, sometimes it's hard to clean if it's not well sealed. It's extremely porous natural stone. So Mm -hmm. like a limestone or a marble, very, very porous. So that's why you have to seal it. So it creates a protective barrier between whatever might splash on it and the natural stone. So I say that it's a little difficult to take care of it. But if you're the kind of person who doesn't mind that little extra step of maintenance, 
and it's actually time for me to do it now. I need to do a resealing. But the stone can really absorb. Let's say you're doing a tomato sauce. It can absorb that tomato coloring and the acids in it. And it can permanently stain your backsplash, especially behind a stove. Same thing in a bathroom. Let's say you spill your bottle of foundation makeup. It's a liquid product. It can actually soil or stain the backsplash. And a lot of times these sort of things, you're not thinking about them when you're looking for aesthetics. You're looking for beauty and you fall in love with a particular stone. Another stone that's very hard is like a travertine, something that has those little pits, those little, you know, holes in them. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to clean stuff out of that. So think about that when you're making a selection for bathroom and or kitchen. They do have porcelain versions. They look just like the natural stone. So if you feel like it may be an aesthetic that you want, you want something that looks like natural stone, porcelain is the very best option to go with. And you still get the look without the maintenance. Ah, I like that little tidbit of information, Alicia. Yes, that is very important. Let's give them other options. And I think that's a great one. When you say limestone and travertine, these are all materials that I love. And you know what? You could use them in your home, just not in the kitchen. Just find mm -hmm. other places where you can explore those materials. Because I do love a nice limestone wall. Mm -hmm. I really do love that for like, you know, entrances and different parts of the home. I love it. Right, right. Let's talk about stainless steel, Alicia. Okay. So stainless steel, it's modern, it's sleek, but it can also be a magnet for fingerprints and smudges. So if mm -hmm. you're someone that prefers a spotless kitchen, then this is probably not the best choice along with the mirrored backsplashes, right? This is another. Right. I should have mixed those two together. But yeah, what do you think? Stainless steel, I'm not completely opposed to it. Stainless steel is good when you're talking about cleanliness, like I like that it's naturally antimicrobial and it's easy to use harsh chemicals. Not harsh, but you can you can really wash it down. The problem I'm going to have with that is the street. <laughs> and anybody who has stainless steel appliances in their kitchen is fingerprint mayhem. It's just like I like clean surfaces. So it is easy to maintain as far as cleanliness goes. Not so easy as far as visual, you know, cleanliness. When you see fingerprints and splashes and everything on stainless steel, I think on purpose, it's really reflective. It really lets you know that something needs to be clean. So for someone like me who's a little OCD, you're going to be constantly wiping it down. Constantly. Or you're going to be, you know, mad that you bought it. Do you mind giving them your little uh, that you use for a stainless no. steel? No, I don't. So stainless steel, they're gonna you're gonna go to the store and you're gonna see like a million products for stainless steel cleaners. Skip those, skip the pricey, skip the drama. Somebody, and I wish I could remember, and I hope that person's listening and they can call and tell me. Somebody told me, oh, I remember, I think it was Jillian. Okay. Anyway, go out and buy the knockoff of Pledge, you know, like furniture cleaner from literally from the dollar store. And if you take that and you wipe down your stainless steel, it kind of like helps you not to get the fingerprints. Like it creates a little bit of a protective barrier. But if you do get the fingerprints, you use that and it wipes so easily. It's just, 
It's an affordable and something you don't mind using because you're like, oh, it didn't cost that much. Definitely use that. It's the best thing ever. If you have pledge, use your pledge, you know, if you already have it. But yeah, that's it. Furniture polish. <laughs> and, and piggybacking off of what you said earlier, you could also buy porcelain tile that looks just like stainless steel, metal, all those that's types true. of materials. So, yeah. Let's see. What else? So let's talk about, I like to use larger slabs. I think we talked about this before. Because when it comes to tiling and things like that behind the backsplash, just like with anything, you have grout unless you do it groutless or unless you do like a slab. I recommend slab backsplash only because you don't have to bother with cleaning grout lines, which is a problem mm -hmm. for me. I don't like grout lines. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because mold and mildew likes to fester there if you don't clean it properly and you're not maintaining. Or if you're not getting like deep down behind the stove, depending on the type of stove you have, right? You know how sometimes you might have that little lip that comes up on your stove and then maybe... Right able to get all the way down there and clean that's another thing you have to pull the stove out it's just i don't know just it's got to be an easier way i just <laughs> you don't like cleaning the kitchen do you i like well, cleaning clean the, in the kitchen but i don't want to be there all day scrubbing and you know like i already have all these windows i gotta maintain and clean i got all these floors to clean and maintain it's a lot for somebody that works as much as me so it's true I need low maintenance. I really do. See, I got one more though that I've seen a lot of this in the tile stores and I'm not okay. quite sure how it fits. And that's wood. And I have had many, many. I'd rather see this put on a wall application, but I've seen them in the decorative tile section of, you know, the big box tile stores. And I've seen the wood done in like a stack. You know how you have stack stone, like mm -hmm. ledger, which is done on fireplaces a lot? Well, they've done wood that way. And it's, it's visually attractive. It's wonderfully creative looking. But I think that would be a nightmare in a kitchen and bath application on a backsplash. And it's so easy for water to damage that. You know, a natural product like wood will warp over time. It also is alive. It's breathing. So you have expansion, contraction. So you don't want it to get waterlogged or too much splashing. And it's just really hard to keep clean. How are you going to keep it clean? You're going to be like, no, it's too much. That's definitely not a good application for behind sinks and stoves. So is it like real wood or is it tile? It is. It's real wood. I've seen them. And people want them, I, oh. you know, because it's visually attractive. And they're thinking, wow, wouldn't that be cool? Wow, I, it'd be so unique. Nobody else will have it. Well, nobody has it because it's not a, it, it's not practical. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that people are using like, you know, tile. Wow. Okay. Yeah, wood is beautiful. And I understand like there's nothing like the warmth of real wood. But yeah, I see what you mean. I know they probably put like some kind of varnish on it, right? Do they put like a varnish over it? It has a varnish, but you know, varnish will, over time, it wears down a little bit, especially if you're going to wipe it. Just think about that, though, in yeah. the kitchen or bathroom. You're going to want to wipe it because even in the bathroom, it's behind your sink and you clean your face. You do your face and you have face product. Or just think about on the mirror, sometimes some people are more or less concerned with splashing. I've gone in the bathroom behind people. 
And I'm like, what the heck was going on in here? Yeah, right. They they were just throwing the water everywhere. I see. Absolutely. It. I don't know Absolutely. what's going on with that. What is that? Can we talk about that next? No, I'm just kidding. What the? So, and I, you know, it's crazy. But anyway, that particular situation, you really don't need anything like that because you're going to have like that soap scum, you know, the, the leftover residue mm-hmm. of like, you know, your face face wash that mixed with water, just the whole splashing thing. It's just not a good, not a good plan, not a good idea. So you know, I'm thinking like, okay, what if I, it does look really pretty? But what if you have the kind of kitchen setup where you have a stove top, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what if you have a stove top in the middle of your island, and so you don't have a backsplash? So your sink is actually, you know, your sink is the only thing with maybe a backsplash. And so mm-hmm. maybe you could still use the wood back there because it's only just the water, you know, in your kitchen. I don't know. I'm just thinking. You know, water and wood, as I was saying before, is definitely not a good combination. Yeah, it's not a good combination, but I feel what she's saying. Okay. So another thing I want to talk about really quick. This is my last thing. So dark colored backsplashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, using dark colors can make your face feel small and closed off especially depending on the way that you do it so let's say you want to do like i don't know dark gray or black or dark brown and then your walls are kind of just like slightly lighter black or brown then that's definitely it makes dark colors do make your space recede but also it can make it feel very small depending on the setup so I would say be careful when you're using dark colors. Yeah. Know how to balance them out with enough contrast and using the angles in your space in order to make sure that, you know, you're not making it feel too tiny and tight and closed off. Because, you know, I know a lot of people, they have smaller kitchens than they would like to have, you know? Right, right, So right. if that's your case, just be careful when you see dark colored, you know, backsplashes or things like that. If you have a large kitchen, then hey, have at it. You probably need to make it look a little smaller. That wraps up our discussion on backsplashes to avoid. Always essential to consider both the aesthetic appeal and the practicality of a backsplash before making a final decision. I always like to encourage people to go for what you want. Do not feel like you have to do what we're saying. But we try to give you enough tips. We try to give you enough alternatives, like in the case of using a porcelain tile that looks like something else, because then you don't have the maintenance. Exactly. And I want to encourage you all, as always, to, you know, do your research, consult with professionals, trust your instinct when it comes to designing your dream space, because ultimately you really know what you need, right? That's correct. That's correct. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. This is episode 99, you guys. And as you know, I'm counting down to the 100th episode. And so we have one more episode next week till we reach our 100th episode. That doesn't mean that once we reach 100, we're done. Or oh, no. Oh, it no. might, it might, maybe, is that, it might be the end of T.O. Rentiers. I don't know. What? We'll see. <laughs> We have a deal the week after next week. No. <laughs> what? Uh oh. Do not email me and say you want more. And then I might just say, you know what? They're okay. They're okay. They need to catch up with what we have. Me and Alicia gonna go on hiatus or something. I don't know. We'll see. But stay tuned. 
stay tuned to find out what will happen after the hundredth episode. I don't know. Might be good for some people. It might be bad. I don't... <laughs> Until next time, guys. Keep sipping on your tea and designing your dream spaces. Take care. Bye. Okay. Ciao. Thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. We'll see you next week. Nice job, ladies. Carry on.